Spirit of God, we ask for your fire to come down upon our marriages, Lord. God, so many of us are tired. So many of us, God, are even disillusioned. So many of us, God, have lost hope for that fire. But Lord, today we ask for your supernatural fire from heaven to come down upon our marriages, Lord. That you would renew hope. That you would renew the fire that is rightfully ours, Lord. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come upon our minds, Lord. That you would illuminate your word, your heart to us. God, that every one of us will receive your word today. Not to look at others and blame others and hope being that our spouse would hear this, but that we ourselves will receive the command of our God. And that we will pick up, pick up that faith and hope again for the fire in our marriages, Lord. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I, I was given the topic and the scripture. Okay, so why don't we open our Bibles to Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24. Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24. And I want you to know, only by the grace of God, I will be up here teaching on these verses. Because before I married Benjamin, I avoided these scriptures, especially the words that comes with submit, right? <laughs> Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24. You there? It says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Everybody say everything. everything. You know, this scripture is probably the most misunderstood and misapplied verses in the whole Bible and probably not obeyed the most. Hmm? Because if you think about it, to submit to somebody seems very dangerous, especially if that person isn't trustworthy, huh? Right? You can't just ask me to just blindly submit to anybody. Right? That sounds so dangerous. And, you know, growing up, I was a Presbyterian. I was a good girl until a certain age. You know, I, all the teachers loved me. Even, even when I backslid, my friends called me angels. Right? A, I mean, an angel. So I was a pretty good girl. So growing up, I never thought... That I would, I had any problem with submission until married this man. <laughs> you know, so many of us, we as wives, we live in denial. You know, we say something like, I don't have any problems with submission. I mean, if my husband was right, I would be, I'll be more than happy sub to submit. If my, you know, if my husband wasn't so selfish, I'll be more than happy. Do you know how selfish my husband is? And you want me to submit to that? Right? Uh, what? 
What else? Like, you know, we think, well, my, my husband doesn't even pray. I don't think he's even saved. <laughs> you want me to submit? How do I submit to that? Hmm? Do you, oh, this is a good one. Do you know how wounded my husband is? You know, hurt people hurt people. And he hurts me. You want me to submit to that? How do we submit to our husbands? Hmm? Let me give you a definition of submission. To yield, to surrender, to abandon oneself to the power of another. And God is saying abandon, to surrender, to yield. God is calling wives to yield and surrender and abandon oneself to the power of their husbands. Was he thinking right when he wrote this, right? But what I learned was that lack of submission creates distance between husband and wife. And you know, when, when I was up in the mountain, we had nothing. We had no electricity. And it was cold. And you know, the way we uh, had to get heat was to get woods from the forest and we would light it. But imagine lighting, right? Getting those fires started. You have to get the woods closely together, right? You have to, and you, you have to get a paper and put, put that on fire and put it under. And once you put the fire and all the logs catch, then man, you know, it caught the fire. But if you try to, you know, put distance between logs and you have to put, you know, you have to, you know, put the light on this one, and then you have to on this one, and you're hoping that would last, but when they're separated, the fire doesn't last. But so many Christians, so many God-loving Christians, we love God, and we say we submit to God, but in a sense, we have our own fire here between us and God, and, and our husbands have their own fire there, right? And, and, and the distance, that distance doesn't allow our fires, our, you know, to, to, to flame together, right? So lack of submission is one way where we create distance between those logs, okay? And um, what I learned was that we cannot really submit to somebody that we don't trust. So lack of trust keeps us from submitting. Okay, so what's the definition of trust? Firm reliance on the integrity and the ability of a person. Having a confident expectation to rely on that person. To be certain, to have faith in that person. Wives, look at me. Let's be real. How, how often do we have that confident expectation when we have to go somewhere for a day or two, and we ask our husbands, okay, feed our children this and this. Make sure you brush their teeth every morning, every night. You know, we give them. And sometimes I've seen wives cook food. Okay, this is for this. Cook lots of food and put it in the freezer and put the date on it. Okay, all you have to do is follow the direction that I wrote you. Eat this on this day and do this on this day. You got it? I got it. Don't worry about it. And as we walk away, how many of us have that confident expectation? How many of us have that firm reliance that it's all taken care of? 
Hmm? Let's be real. We don't trust our husbands in a lot of different ways, huh? I mean, in my relationship with Benjamin, you know, I do have confidence. I do trust him. And I'm talking about in the beginning of our marriage. In a lot of areas like spiritual. Like, I have full confidence that when he stands on Sunday, he's going to preach a mighty word from the Lord. But finances? No, I, I didn't have confident expectation. I didn't have a firm reliance on his ability with the finances. His health? Eating, you know, eating healthy and exercising. How many times did I hear in our marriage, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to exercise. And in the beginning, you're like, yay, yay, thank you. And then you get disappointed. And then you hear again. And then, yay, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to believe. And then you get disappointed. And then he says again. I'm going to I'm going to exercise and go on diet and and after like yay after a while okay let me see I'm not going to get excited until I see it happen and then after a while whatever do what you need to do take just don't include me in this I, I I'm I'm too smart to go on that roller coaster. Huh? And so all these disappointments, a lot of disappointments keeps us from having that firm reliance upon our husband, huh? You know, a lot of people might say, but you're married to Benjamin. It must be a lot easier for you than me. You're married to Pastor Benjamin. But you know what? I've seen him make mistakes. And when you see your husbands make mistakes, it's hard for you to put your 100% confidence on that. Because you have to keep your heart safe. It's, it's difficult. And then I realized, I think I told you this story before. I thought, you know, spiritually, I'm, I'm, I'm completely submitted, right? But it's just different areas where he's weak at. It's just, you know, it's going to take some, like, he's going to have to grow and mature before I could really put, submit to him in those areas. That's what I thought. And I remember one night we were having all night prayer. It was right here, right here. And Benjamin was leading worship, and I was leading prayer, and I was taking people somewhere, you know? And I was more doing that, you know, spiritual warfare. And then I wanted Benjamin, okay, Benjamin, go ahead. And then I, we wanted, I wanted him to, like, leave worship and something like, for you are great, you know? Because I prayed, you know, powerfully, and it would fit if he went. And we just went, whoa, right? And then, so, after I prayed this powerful prayer, I looked at him, go ahead. And then he's like, I'm like, are you serious? Didn't you just hear what I prayed? What do you mean I love you, Lord, with meditation? And like in my heart, I was so frustrated and so angry. And I tried to like give him, you know, some, I tried to like, you know, speak to him with my eyes. He just, 
He was just lost in love you, Lord. And I'm like, okay, I need to pray. I need to pray. So I went on my knees and I'm just praying. Oh, God, this is so frustrating. I, like, I even feel anger right now. What's wrong with me? And then God said, you don't trust your husband. You don't eat. He's a worship pastor. When you married him, he was a worship leader. You're not a worship leader. So even, you can't even trust your husband to lead worship, to choose the right song and lead his people. There's something wrong in your heart. I thought, God, I want to submit. I want to submit. But in my mind, that's the wrong way. It's like, I felt like we were going this way and he was taking the people down. You know? But... But God, how do I reconcile what I believe so much in? And I know this is going to take our people to the next level. And he's doing this. How do I submit to that? And, you know, for like 45 minutes, I was on. I couldn't even get up. God, I can't get off of my knees until I get this right. How come I can't even trust my husband, who's a worship leader, for choosing the right songs at an appropriate time? Something is definitely not right in my heart. And I just, I remember just praying through, God, help me. God, help me. I don't know how. God, I just don't know how. And I, I remember just praying and praying and praying. And then I heard God's voice say, well, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Of course. I'll give my life for you. Of course, I'll trust you. Will you trust my hand and my work upon your husband? Yeah. Trust what I am doing in your husband. Okay. I'm going to shift. Okay. If Benjamin chose this song and this route, even though I don't feel it, I'm just going to trust. This is the best route because beyond my husband, there's your hand, there's your power, there's you, God. And that kind of shifted, you know, like it really woke me up because I, before then, I thought spiritually I submit to this man. But just in different areas, you know, like physical area and financial area. Just in those areas, I just can't submit because he still has to mature and grow. I, I thought that was the answer. But between my relationship with God, God showed me, no, something's not right. Something's not aligned in your heart. And so it woke me up. You know, right now I'm talking to wives. Wives, don't worry. Benjamin's going to come up and talk to the husbands. <laughs> So, you know, soldier, yeah. But if I could say this to you husbands, as a Christian woman, we don't expect our husbands to be perfect. If you were, that'd be great. But we know you're not. And that's okay. We don't expect our husbands to be perfect. But when the wives see their husbands seek the face of God consistently, Praying through every decision, praying out loud for every child. You know what I mean? Being intentional about like leading their wives spiritually 
it makes it so much easier for the wives to trust the husband. We're not asking for perfection. You could make mistakes. That's okay. We will still follow. We will still submit if you would seek the face of God. Amen? So that's just extra for the husbands right there. And what I learned was that lack of trust, everybody say lack of trust, trust. creates more distance. Right? So if you are not able to trust your husband, it creates more distance. And the more distance that you have, it makes it harder to rekindle the fire. Hmm? I remember when I was a, a senior in high school, you know, during high school years, I totally backslid from freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. I was back, I was really backslided. And there were, I mean, they, I mean, I ran away during junior year, like to San Francisco. I mean, my brothers had to like come and look for me. I was gone for two weeks, you know. And, and so finally they caught us on Gary Street. Like all these cars were like in front and behind on the side so we can't run away. And they grabbed three of us that ran away together. And they sent me back to Alaska where my mom was. I was pretty out there, right? So mothers and fathers, for your children that are out there, as long as you don't lose faith, one day your child could be standing here preaching. Because I was that. I was into drugs. I was into clubbing. All that, right? So that's another extra one for mothers and fathers. But, you know, when they sent me back to Anchorage, Alaska, there, I mean, I still party. I still party. And there were a lot of rumors going around me. And so there were a lot of parties, you know, um, at hotels and stuff like that. And so I would go to every one of them. I would dr- get drunk. I would do a lot of things. One day, my mother sat me down. And she said, you know, Sonny, there are rumors going around in the Korean community. That, you know, the rumors are saying that, you know, a lot of people, elders and deacons saw you walk out of the hotel with the guy and that you were sleeping around. And all, all these bad rumors were going around about me. But my mom, and so first I'm like, what? And I'm all getting angry inside. But my mom looked into my eyes and said, but Sonny, I trust you. And I was shut. I'm like, you're not going to, like, pull my hair out? (laughs) You're not going to, like, you know, bang my head on the wall? What? She said, I trust you. I know that you are not bad. I completely trust you. And then she was done. And I thought, what? That's it? Like, you don't have to hear me? You don't have to hear what I have to say about all those rumors? Because I can't explain every one of them. She didn't need to hear me because she said, I trust you. I know my daughter wouldn't sleep around. I know my daughter wouldn't do the things that they say they would do. And half of those things I did do. I just didn't sleep around. Right? And she just trusted me. And I was just like... She just laid this thing on me. Do you trust me? And from then on, I would go out to parties and my friends, you know, they wanted to do drugs. And I, like, I keep hearing my mom, I trust you. And her trust in me would restrain me and wouldn't allow me to go outside of her trust. And then I thought, the same thing for marriages. A lot of times, yes, our husbands do make mistakes. A lot of times. Our husbands do fail. 
And because of that, we put that, well, I can't trust you in this. Well, you're failing at this. And we keep putting that failure and, and lack of trust on, in, on their laps. And that makes them become like that. But if we, as wives, could give that trust, I know it's difficult for you. I know, you know, you've tried so hard and you've failed at this a lot of times. But you know what? I trust in the power of God upon your life. I trust your husband. And so when we give that trust to our husbands, that our trust will restrain them the next time, right? They feel the urge to do something against our desire. That trust is so powerful. Hebrews 13, 17, I know it's about the leaders. It says, obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would mean no advantage to you. Just wives, can you say it is to our benefit? Come on, believe it. It is to our benefit. You got to believe this. It is to our benefit. Oh, come on. It is to our benefit. That's it. You know, I was so against the word submission that when Benjamin and I got married, he told somebody that was marrying us and say, don't say wives submit. Say wives respect your husband. And so at our wedding, if you see the video on that scripture, our, uh, our, uh, our, yeah, he read, Wives, sub, uh, wives respect your husband. You know, because I believed in this woman power. You know, come on, we're equal in Christ, right? In Christ, there's no male or female, okay? I don't submit to you. We're going to both submit to God. <laughs> but, you know, when we came under Pastor Diane and Robert, I learned in a new way, in a different way, the power of of submission. Everybody say power. power. There's power in submission. It is to our benefit. God didn't God didn't say wives submit to your husband because we are second class citizens. It's not because we sin first. It's not because we ate the apple first. <laughs> but it is to our benefit. He didn't think, "Oh, I want to give men more power." So I better put in the Bible, wives, submit to your husband so they could control you, so they could use you for their benefit. No. When God had Paul write this, he, he thought of us. He thought of women. He thought of wives. Wives, submit to your husbands for it is to our benefit. You know what I realized was the years of me not trusting in Benjamin, the years of me not completely submitting to Benjamin, I stopped the flow of the power of God in his life to bless me, to heal me, to set me free. And you, you guys, a lot of guys heard, ever since I was in like sixth grade, every, not every night, but a lot of nights at night, I would get attacked by the devil. The devil would get so, like right on my face, they would choke me. I would hear them laughing, and, and I can't move my body. And there, I mean, Benjamin, sometimes Benjamin would figure it out, and he would have to pray for hours for me at night. And even when he prays, it's not, I don't get set free. 
And I'm just, and he's just praying and praying and praying many nights. Even though, like, the, the, the amount of me getting attacked, like, it really, like, it diminished a lot once I married him. But I still would get attacked by the devil. But he would have to pray an hour or two every time. You know? But when I understood the power of submission, man, I remember the very last time I got attacked. Benjamin was praying. And this is after we learned the power of submission through Pastor Daniels. And he said, ben, Benjamin said, like, I could hear him, but I just can't move my body. And Benjamin said, Sonny, this attack is a lie. The devil cannot touch you like this. You got to remove from your mind that devil could touch you like this. This is a lie. And before I understood the power of submission, I'll be like, what? Can't you see I can't move my body? Are you in denial, mister? Your wife is getting attacked by the devil. What do you mean this is a lie? This is real. This is real. I, I would be like that. But because I understood and Pastor Daniels had taught us that the reality of the kingdom is more real than this physical world. What I feel, what I see, what I touch. The reality, the truth of God is more real than my experience. And so when Benjamin said, this attack is a lie. Come on, son. He said in your mind. And he knows. I can't talk. But in my mind, I said, okay, I'm going to submit to his words. This attack is a lie. In my mind, this attack is a lie. Devil, you can't touch me like this. I'm a child of God. You can't, you know, this is a lie. And I was just repeating that and I fell asleep. And that was the last time I got attacked. After many, many years of getting attacked. And what I realized was me not completely submitting to my husband kept the power from flowing over to my life. But when I understood the power of submission, that it is to my benefit what he said, I submit. Therefore, the words of my husband came and set me free. And then I saw the power of submission in Benjamin's relationship with Pastor Daniels. Even like many years ago, some of you knew, some of you didn't. But Benjamin and I had a real rough time. I felt like I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Like, I'm just going to be real with you guys. There was a season in my life when I said, I could totally live without you. I mean, I'll be sad maybe a little bit, but you know what? I'm fine without you. I, I, I mean, I love you. I want the best for you. But I'm not in love with you. I, sometimes I feel like we're just in partnership. We're not really one. And we used to fight a lot. Remember that? We used to fight so much. And pa Benjamin would go to Pastor Daniels. And Pastor Daniels would just say, no, son, you're one. And he would come back and try to say that to me. And I'd be like, you are in denial, mister. <laughs> that, that denial will not fix our marriage. And then he would get mad that I didn't submit it. He would go back to Pastor Daniels, right? <laughs> and then after a while, after we fight, Benjamin would go into the next room and out loud, God, thank you that we are one, that my wife respects me and loves me. We are one. And I'm on, I'm on the couch rolling my eyes. I repent, God. That was wrong. 
But I'm on the couch while my husband is praying and believing for our marriage. I'm rolling my eyes saying, this is denial. We gotta, we, we need to go to a marriage therapist and go through some process or something. But like just declaring that we are one when obviously we're not, it's not going to help. And I was just angry. And the more he prayed, the more, um, what's the word? Like, I got more angry in my heart. I got more frustrated, whatever, you know? And then after all, he tries to sit next to me and open the Bible. And, you know, I was, when I was praying, God was saying this to me. And in my heart, I'm going to be real with you. I'm like, oh, it's whatever. <laughs> and then after that, if he tries to walk towards me with the Bible, I'm like, oh, oh, my goodness, whatever. Right? And I would have to sit through inside of me being so frustrated. Oh, when is it going to stop talking? It was really bad. It was really bad. And, but then what I realized was one day we had another argument. Yes, we did fight a lot. We had another argument and I was driving home and I was so hurt. I was so mad. But then I keep hearing in my head, no, we're one. We're one. We're one. And my flesh wanted to say, no, we're not. We just fought and I just drove off. But then my spirit kept saying, we're one. We're one. And then I started to, okay, I'm not going to fight this voice. And I said, okay, we're one. My husband loves me. My husband loves me. He would give his life for me. My husband loves me. We're one. And I started to declare. I started to declare and it changed my perspective. And I remember, like, one day, both of them, Pastor Robert and Diane, came over to our house. And we sat on the floor, I don't know if you remember, by the door. And he kept saying, you're one, Sonny. This is a lie of the enemy. And I remember just shifting my spirit, just receiving that. I don't see it, but just because you said it. Because I trust God. I'm going to trust your words. And that season changed our marriage forever. Now, am I perfect in submission? Probably not. But do I know when I'm not? Yes. And do I just accept that? No. I pray through. Hmm? I remember, like you heard this, when God told me to give up our condo, that God was going to bless us with the house. And I told Benjamin that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's God. But he said, but we can't do anything until we talk to Pastor Daniels. And something inside of me said, no. What if Pastor Daniels says that's not God? When I know for 100% this is God. I heard his voice while I was praying. Do I obey God or do I obey the man that God put over me? And I was like, Benjamin, are you serious? He's like, and I asked him that. Do you want me to obey God or do you want me to obey the man? And he's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Sonny. All I know is God said to submit to Pastor Daniels and that's what we're going to do. I said, really? And I remember, like, I went on prayer walks every day. Like, Alethea was still an infant. And I'm like, God, is it really? Do I put a man? I mean, isn't that idolatry? Shouldn't God be the only one in that kind of place? And I remember just struggling. Oh, God, what if it, I mean, he's a man. 
Okay, he's 99% right, but there could be that 1% that he's wrong. And when I know he's wrong, do I still submit to that wrong? What do I do? It's, I mean, I would do it, but I don't understand it in my mind. And I remember, like, God speaking to me, like, in a still small voice, Sonny, he won't be wrong. But if he is, even if he is, I'm still going to bless you for your obedience. And I thought, oh, okay, so let me get this right. So if he's right, I'm submitting to what's right, and I'm blessed. But if he's wrong, that's between him and God. And if I obey, you're still going to bless me because I'm going to obey. So I can't lose? I can't lose? It's a win-win situation, God? Is this for real? I said, yes. Oh, okay, I'll sign up for that. I can't go wrong, right? All I need to do is submit. And if he's wrong, that's between you and God. But I'm still going to get blessed. I'm still going to come out of this with the house. Okay. So I called Benjamin and said, call Pastor Daniels. I will submit because God said he will bless my obedience no matter what. And then Benjamin started, you know, his laugh. <laughs> like, actually, I just talked to Pastor Daniels and Pastor Daniels said, that's God. That's God. God's about to give you your Isaac. You tried to create something. God's going to give you your Isaac. And you know what? What I realized at that moment is that the state of our marriage is the state of our spiritual life. If I say, hey, I, I'm, I'm like this with God, but I can't submit to my husband, where it's to my benefit because God's the one who gave this man to me. Then I can't completely say my spiritual life is right here. I am completely submitted to God when I lack in submission to my husband. It would have been so much easier if when my husband said, you know what, we'll talk to Pastor Daniels, whatever he says, we'll do. And if I was completely submitted to him, Okay, that's what you said. I'm in submission. Then I didn't have to go through all those weeks of struggling. Oh, God, do I obey God or man? And this, this, this mental, emotional turmoil that I went through. If I could have just submitted. And what I realized after that year is that even all this, submitting to Pastor Daniels, yeah, we call him our spiritual father. But you know what? In reality, there's only one father. God the Father. God just using Pastor Daniels to show his fatherhood to me. And then what I realized was, you know what? Yeah, Benjamin is my husband. But you know what? God gave Benjamin to me to show the love of Jesus Christ. Spiritual life and our state of marriage goes hand in hand. You know, we've, we've been learning. If you didn't get... If you aren't here on Thursday, get the sermon. We've been learning about brain pathways. I'm going to end with this. You know, whatever the road you travel on the most, you make that road bigger and better. And the more you travel, the easier it takes to take that route. If you are coming here from your house, and there's many different ways to come here, but you chose one way, and the next day you chose that route again. After a while, you don't even think. When you come to church, 
You don't even think about where do I turn left or right. You just, just automatically. And what the brain um, researchers and the, the psychologists are saying that those pathways are in our brain. When, when they take an x-ray, you could actually see the pathway. That's why addictions, you know, we, we feel pain. And so we, we go to cocaine or drugs or pornography or whatever, you know, we're not supposed to go. In the beginning, it's hard to get there. Second time, it's a little bit more easier. The third time, and after a while, that road gets so big. If my husband disappoints me, if my wife disappoints me, I'm going to turn on my computer. And you, I don't need you. I can satisfy myself. And you go there. And you go there. And you go there. And the more you go, that pathway becomes more firm and more wider. And after a while, you, you know, you don't even feel any disconnection between your wife or husband and you just go there. there and they say that when they really see the brain you could actually see the pathway and what I realized when we learned about brain pathways that in our marriages we have made some wrong paths in our brain with our relationship with our husbands and wives maybe because of hurts because of misunderstanding and what I realized was sometimes, like, as a half joke, I tell my husband, are we recording this? Oh, man, it's okay, right? We're real people, right? I said, Benjamin, you selfish bastard, you. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I, I just say that to him. And he kind of laughs. No, seriously. Why? Even if you don't admit it in your mind, you think your husbands are selfish. Most of us think our husbands are selfish. And I made a joke out of it, and we laugh about it. But deep inside, I believe that. And I used to tell a man, if, you know, if the life and death situation comes, you would totally save yourself. And he's like, no, I won't. I will give, my, I will give up my life for you. Whatever, like, you know, you can't even take the garbage out. You think you could give your life for me? Like, in the beginning, I used to joke like that. But, you know, but he does take out the garbage. Well, now Charles does it. <laughs> but we, when we do go grocery shopping, like, he lets me go in. Even if I insist, let me help you. He makes me go in, and he goes back and forth, bringing the... Uh, Groceries. Husbands? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Come on, let me see you take some notes. No. But um, what I realized was I've made some wrong paths through certain judgment. Because I, I made you selfish in my mind. I made that path. If you do anything this way or that way, I, I just make that path. You're selfish. You don't love me. You love yourself more. We think that. And automatically when we think that, we go, you know, whether we go out with our friends, whether we go pray or by ourselves, you know, before God, which is the right way, I guess. But, you know, we make some wrong paths in our brain. But what we all know is that the Bible says rebellion is like a sin of what? Witchcraft. And when we lack in submission to our husbands, we bring in the power of witchcraft in our marriages. We don't 
need witches to curse our marriages. When we lack submission, we bring, we welcome the power of witchcraft. And then we get more frustrated because we feel more disconnected. We get more frustrated because we feel like we're going the wrong path. Hmm? It's time for wives, including myself, it's time for us to obey this portion of the Bible. Wives, submit to your husband in everything. In everything. Everybody say, in everything. I know it hurts. I've been there. But I'm here with you. Everybody say, in everything. Jesus. <laughs> it's time to pick up faith for our husbands. Because, wives, we have the power to either stop the flow or open the gates, a river, for our husbands to walk in power and authority. If, he, if we submit to our husbands, guess what? When we're sick, they have the power to pray for us, and we will get healed. When we are bound, they have the power. Nobody, nobody else has more power than your husbands. God gave husbands to wives as a gift. It is to our benefit. It's time for us to submit in a biblical way and release that power and authority in our husband. And by doing that, we are removing distances in our hearts so that we could rekindle fire. Amen? Can we stand up? Can you hold your husband or your wife? I want you to look into each other's eyes right now. And if your husband's not here, they're here in the spirit. And you're going to have faith. Okay? Wives. I just established wives right now in the power of Jesus Christ. And so what I want wives to do is I want you to look into your husband's eyes. And I want you to say, Benjamin, or whatever your husband's name is. <laughs> Don't say Benjamin. <laughs> I choose to obey this portion of the Bible. I will submit to you in everything. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you in everything. Because you're a gift from God. And it is to my benefit. And this next portion, you don't have to repeat, but I want you to say it from your heart. Just re-say uh, re what I made you say. Just say that you submit to him. And I want you to repent. There are areas where you did not submit. I want you to, looking into your husband's eyes, I want you to repent. And after your wives repent, and declare their submission to you, husbands, I want you to just hold them. And as your husbands hold them, wives, I want you to just pray the powerful prayer over your husbands, releasing the power and authority in your husbands. Amen? Amen. I release you. Come on, do so right now. Thank you. 
Father right now, as wives, we stand on your command and we choose, God. We choose. We will not look at our past of disappointments. But God, we thank you today. You are giving us a new beginning in our marriages, Lord. And we choose to pick up this portion of the Bible. And we will, God. We will obey your commands, God. We will trust. We will submit to our husbands in everything, Lord. And as before God and before one another, God, as we repented, Father, we thank you. The blood of Jesus covers our past. The blood of Jesus covers, God, our weaknesses and our rebellion, Lord. And you are, God, you are truly releasing and activating our husbands, God, with the kingdom power, with the kingdom authority, God. They will rule. They will reign over our households, God, over the ministries that you've given to our husbands, God. They will rule. They will reign with kingdom authority, God. And as wives, God, we will not block or stop that authority, God. But we release that power and authority in our husbands, Lord. So, Father, we thank you for giving us this man, for giving me this man as my husband, as a father of her children. God, I thank you. I thank you for this man, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.